we are legends. Welcome to We Are Legends, the unofficial podcast for DC Legends Mobile. I am Slow Beast, and with me, as always, is Hate Mail. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. Breaking news. Alright, so we need to talk about Robin. It uh, seems that the rework went a little too good, uh, and possibly even broke the game. Uh, devs must not have liked the numbers that were flying around uh, with him. You can see Hate's YouTube to get a sample of what those numbers were, uh, because we got a special nerf that limited him, and uh, Hate and I had a slightly different take on this. Uh, what was your take on this, Hate? Um, I actually thought it was needed, because I could do 80-plus thousand points of damage to uh, Mystics. I could do 50, 60,000 damage to Energy, or not Energy, to Physicals, and pro- sometimes I could one-shot even Energy characters or come close to it, and it didn't take much to do that. Yeah, so you don't think that was uh, intended? No, I, I actually thought he was crazy OP when I first started using him. And the nerf they did actually just made... I mean, he's still extremely good. I, he's my, he's still one of my go-to physicals. So um, I think I think now he's just right. He's not overpowered, but he's not he's not weak at all. He's still an extremely powerful character. So um, we were going to talk about him in our in-depth analysis this week, but we decided we'll save him for next week because we have a pretty full episode ahead. But uh, yeah, and- he's, he's very good. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. He is good, and I don't think that the uh, nerf was too much. I think it was the correct amount. What upset me about it was the fact that, you know, we had to go months with the Lobo issue, the Lobo-Deathstroke combo, the baby Lobo, and they didn't work anything to try to fix that, and now all of a sudden uh, we're going to change to where we're going to take care of stuff before it even becomes an issue. Well, if you listen to their podcast, they did want baby Lobo to be annoying. And they accomplished that goal. And <laughs> no, they no, they wanted Lobo to be annoying. Well, either way, he, he fit the bill. He definitely and, is annoying. And um, yeah, they took way too long. But I I feel like I now much, we're in a good spot. Uh, we do if have. They're going to fix things this quick. I'm I'm happy. I'd much rather than be proactive than reactive. And I, I agree with you there. I if if this is going to be a, a sign of things to come, then I'm actually okay with it. I, I was just upset that. You know why all of a sudden do we get this change where we're going to be so uh, so quick to correct mistakes? Like if that's a sign of how it's going to be from now on, then awesome, excellent. I'm really excited about that. But if this is just uh, well, we don't like Robin, so we're going to nerf him, but uh, we'll continue to keep other mistakes. And yeah, but I, the only reason I'm not upset is they didn't ruin him. He's he's still an upper echelon character. So yep, I would agree with that. All right, and uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the new cheat death mechanic. Uh, and I'll give credit to Goler86 on Reddit uh, for that moniker of cheat death. This is the mechanic that we have with Clayface as well as uh, Catwoman. Uh, it seems to be a good workaround to the Deathstroke problem. where We're creating those characters that don't die, but they're not giving the buff to Deathstroke. Um, what do you think about that? I actually really like it. They don't want to have too many revivers, so then heal immunity also is nullified. But they can drop to zero life, and they don't actually die. So it... It accomplishes two things, not giving Deathstroke buffs when you don't want to give it to him, and if they do another character that gets some type of buff. It also is a counter to Robin, because, because the character's not dying and Robin's not getting a buff. And also, it, it heal immunity doesn't have a negative effect on these characters. So I, I like that, that they have another tool in their toolkit to avoid 
having too many of this type of thing, but it makes it so that matches last a little longer because we they they it definitely seems like they're trying to avoid having just you know high crit two turn matches. They want to have matches that drag out a little bit, and this is a way to accomplish that. Yeah, I would agree with that. It seems like uh, overall the mechanics pretty great. It still makes a really uh, frustrating character without giving those bonuses to the other characters that benefit from a, a revive. So. Uh, all in all, it seems like it's great uh, mechanic, and hopefully we'll see more of that in the future. You wanted to make a comment real quick about the Lord of Unliving. Uh, yeah, I, we we weren't sure, and um, I asked uh, Stanner, and she confirmed that the Lord of Unliving event that some people were thinking it was only for February, but it is permanent. So we we do have confirmation that that is a permanent change, which is a phenomenal change. Hooray! Farming, yeah, farming legendary essence takes forever, and this makes it much more. Much more uh, an easier thing to do now. Yeah. It still takes a long time, but it's nowhere near as time-consuming as it used to be. Sure. All right, and it's time once again for some in-depth character analysis with Hate. Who you got this week? Uh, this week we're going to just talk about Clayface. Um, like we mentioned before, we have two... Uh, two discussions coming up later in this episode so we wanted to leave some time for that but the first character is clayface who i've been playing with for a little while uh really liking this character he's not quite what i thought he'd be i was thinking he was going to be this super new meta changing um character that creates a wall that you can't get through and while he doesn't do that he actually seems very well balanced he's he's a he's a true tank he doesn't do a ton of damage but he has some really interesting combos with certain characters and we'll talk about that in the section with the Ogre Barbarian later. But the you know, pairing him with invisibility characters and especially Mirror Master allows him to taunt longer. And you can also make giant meat shield teams. Um, he's really fun. The legendary order I would go with for him would be 2-1-5-4-3 or 2-5-1-4-3. It's kind of up to your preference on that one. And then for his skills, I would recommend going 2-1-3-5-4. And... In the abilities, let's get into it a little bit. Um, his first ability is called Slinging Mud. It actually does decent damage on his basic. I was really surprised. I thought it would do no damage. And that ability also applies the speed down. When you upgrade it, it allows him to steal one buff. I originally didn't think this would be that great, but when you're facing teams like Power Girl, he'll steal her taunt. And while it doesn't last real long, if it's early in the turn cycles, you'll get a taunt in between your next taunt. So a lot of times it allows you to stay taunting longer. Um, also, you'll, you can sometimes steal death immunities or awareness. So while a lot of these usually will drop off pretty quickly, it's better than I thought. So I'd definitely upgrade this second or third. And this would be probably the second ability you would want to put your blue hope into. The next ability is the Roar of the Monster. That's This is his, his bread and butter. This is his taunt. When he taunts, he gets 10 agility ups. And if you max that skill all the way, it actually lasts for two turns, which I couldn't believe it did when I first saw it did that. The legendary upgrade allows him to cast this at the beginning of the turn and also makes the entire rest of your team invisible. And the other additional thing it allows is if someone else casts invisibility on him, it causes him to taunt. There's only one other character that can actually do that, which is Mirror Master, who can choose who he's going to make invisible, so that's why he's such a good pairing with him. Um, and Nightwing as a leader can cast invisibility on him, but it's random. It is a 70% chance to cast on another teammate, but there's no guarantee it's going to land on him. Personally, I think this is the best skill in this kit um you should definitely upgrade this first even at low gear levels he, he can take a, a surprising amount of beating and i feel he's one of those characters that's actually viable at legendary one 
So if you're a newer player, early player, he's one you might want to grab early. His next ability is his Mudslide. This is his AoE. It does damage to all enemies, and it applies two speed downs at fully maxed. The legendary upgrade for him also gives him an overheal. I've been told and watched some videos by some uh, some other whale players that have taken this ability, and it doesn't seem like it's a very big overheal. Roughly 5% of his life. I don't know exactly how it's calculated, but for that reason, I would recommend taking this for last. The AoE damage doesn't it isn't a ton of damage, um, but it's not bad, and once again, those two speed downs are pretty useful, especially if you decide to do a, a speed down centric team. His fourth ability is his passive, Stick in the Mud. When he's attacked, he gets has a 45% chance, I'm sorry, a 55% chance to silence if he's taunting, and the legendary upgrade allows him to steal one positive immunity from the attacker. Um, this is not a bad skill, but it requires a lot to activate. And for that reason, I would probably take this one fourth. And this would be the last one that I would put your blue hope into. And his last ability is the Reformed Criminal. This makes him immune to critical hits. And when he goes to zero life, he has a chance, a 30% chance to gain a heal. This is the one that Slow Beast mentioned earlier. He doesn't actually die. And if he has invisible characters next to him, he can gain an additional 30% on each side. So he can actually go as high as a 120% chance, according to Ogre, to cast this ability. So if all of your characters are alive and he gets taken to zero... He's probably not dying, or he's, don't, he's definitely not dying. Um, if you have just two characters, it's a 90% chance. Even just one invisible character next to him. That's why he pairs extremely well with Robin. Catwoman's a good pairing. Either one of the Arrow Bros, if you have the invisibilities taken on their legendary upgrades. So characters that go invisible help enhance his kit. It's really strong and useful for him. I would definitely take his, his legendary upgrade. Purges all bleeds and negative immunities at the start of his turn. So a lot of times the trick to getting around these big tank characters is to run a heavy bleed team, and he actually nullifies that pretty well. So I would probably take this ability second or third. I think Legendary 2 is where this character is the most ideal, so if you can run the events and at least get him to Legendary 2, take his Taunt and his um, either this ability or his Basic. Probably I would take this ability if you're only going Legendary 2. If you're going Legendary 3, um, you could take his uh, Basic with it as well, but definitely a strong character I really like everything that his kit brings and he makes some really fun interesting teams okay and as we discussed in our special podcast we dropped just to talk about the new characters we we really felt like clayface was going to be a monster and he's turned out to be that monster maybe not quite as powerful as we were hoping but still really decent uh so far you've you've found that to be the case yeah he's definitely a good character he's he's one that i would go get your shards and rank up i think he's he's new player and veteran player friendly he makes some interesting, fun teams. Um, so he's he's definitely on the uh, the upper echelon of characters. I think they, they got it pretty right with him. Yeah, he's really fun to play with so far. I've had a lot of fun with him. I, I know you also have had some fun. We're going to hear with uh, Ogre's segment uh, how much fun you've been having with him. But really absorbs a lot of hits. Oh, he, he can take a beating. If you're watching the YouTube video of this, I have tons and tons of video with him. The YouTube version of it is probably going to go up a little bit late on Wednesday, probably not till the evening, because I do have to be to work fairly early tomorrow, and by the time Slow gets this edited, I'll be long in bed. Um, so if you're if you're waiting for the YouTube version, we'll have the audio version up in the morning as always. But if you if you go in to check the YouTube version, um, hang tight, it will be there later in the later in the day. All right, and then uh, real quick, we just wanted to talk about some changes uh, that were made to the alliance. Was it just the alliance? Uh... The, the, the daily changes, yeah, just the, the Alliance packs and the Alliance um, change in pack. Before, the shop used to rotate mm -hmm. different characters and was available in the pack. It doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It looks like it's rotating out the same ones that you can get out of the purchasing the packs. Um, and they did do a few changes. Um, a nice change is we see Raven in the basic pack. 
and she wasn't. I don't think she was there before. And they moved Batgirl up to the uncommon. Yep, I've been seeing her a lot. Yeah, I've been grabbing her like crazy. I actually just got her to legendary four. I just need to save up the legendary essence, so I'll be doing a review with her because I was waiting to get her leader skill to mess with some teams. That ideas that I had. Awesome. Um, and then. So we have, uh, and then Wonder Woman DOJ is added to the packs. Uh, people that have been playing for a while probably don't need her at all, but if you're a newer player, she's she's one you definitely want to grab. And uh, so, decent, some decent changes to the Alliance packs. All right, and uh, we're gonna have our new segment. Uh, this is gonna be a reoccurring segment. Uh, probably uh, every other week we'll have a segment with this new player. Uh, his name's JB. And we're going to have a discussion with him now. All right, welcome to our new segment. Today we're starting our new player neighborhood. And uh, joining us is JB. JB, how long have you been playing the game? Been playing for about four, four to five months now. Okay, and you started from scratch. You were completely free to play. Free to play, remain free to play. Started with uh, Hal Jordan and Penguin. Okay, yeah, so and, right around uh, Penguin is when you started the game. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what would you say, uh, what's some questions you have for us to try to help steer you in the right direction here? You know, so I'm still in the, the process of uh, really getting my, my guys powered up. I only have two legendary uh, characters at this point, mm-hmm. Power Girl and uh, Flash. So that's been, you know, when you're free to play, that's a pretty difficult process. So I guess in terms of kind of honing in on a, a few particular characters uh what's the best means of uh maximizing their potential should i be focusing on gearing up or targeting their abilities um obviously a combination of both i guess that would be a a big question i have okay that makes sense um i think we kind of talked about this a little bit but we'll go over it again and uh i i really feel like you got pretty good starts of a team here looking at your roster uh power girl and flash are pretty good characters to to gear up uh my suggestion would be to pick one from each affinity really powerful characters from each affinity uh that you can focus on to try to because if you try to spread your leveling up amongst all your characters you're going to have a a really weak you're going to have a diverse team but you're going to have really weak characters and you're probably not going to be able to complete the missions or uh your uh events Sure. So it's better if you have a really strong core, one from each affinity, and then it wouldn't be a bad idea. Red is pretty powerful affinity right now to have two reds. Uh, what What's your thoughts on that, Hate? Well, what I would recommend is you want to have, like Slowbeast was saying, you want to have a core four that are going to be your, your main four characters that are going to get you through things. But also you got to be careful of that because if you have four characters that are super strong, but then the rest of your roster is depleted, you're going to struggle in red alerts. And red alerts is where you're going to get a lot of your shards. How how far are you able to make it in red alerts now? Are you able to complete it? For the most part, yeah. I can get through most of the red alerts. Okay. Because that will, if you if you have, like, say you have four level 60 characters at gear 10, your red alerts will most likely ramp up to that point. So you have to be a little bit careful with that, but it also is going to allow you to compete much higher in PvP and possibly get to top 5,000, top 1,500, and get the larger shard count for the newer characters that are featured. So it's kind of a balancing act with that. Um, but like Slow was saying, you want to kind of stick to um, uh, you know, one or two strong characters from each affinity. I think the ideal point with red alerts and PvP and everything is when you can get to about six to eight characters total 
that you can kind of swap in and out for different scenarios. And you're going to want to rotate between taunt, have a have a taunter or two in each group, and then have your kind of powerhouse character. And then I noticed I was looking at your roster that we had you'd sent over, and it doesn't look like you have many bleed characters, which is something no. you definitely want eventually. But based on the roster you have now, I don't know if I would go way out of your way to target those when you when you've already made headway on some of these other characters. So the the two that I could target at this point are Robin and Cheetah. Yeah, but both are great characters. Um, Robin is going to have the I think the PvP event just started this week. How high are you usually able to get in PvP? I'm finishing it for the most part. Uh, the PvP. Oh, oh, how how many trophies? Actual, um, I think the the max I've ever gotten to is fifteen hundred. Okay, so you you have been getting up there decently high because Robin is, even though he took a little bit of a hit in the um his recent nerf, he's still an extremely strong character. He goes invisible, and he's good in PVE, which is something that actually is going to be important to you at one point. Uh, you know, later when you get really high geared characters, PVE becomes laughable at least until they release new content. But for now, there's going to be PVE content that you may struggle with um, with certain events or different things. And Robin's actually very good in PVE because he continues to ramp up as you kill kill enemies. So he's one I would definitely consider as a physical character to go after. I also see you have four star normal hired gun Deadshot. And he's extremely good early on, and he's extremely good in um, PvE content. Cause you can have him as leader, and then you get that guaranteed critical damage. So he's actually a, a one of the one of the characters I would I would consider taking up based on the roster you have now, because you don't have a lot of higher physical characters. Mm-hmm. What is the the benefit of putting a character in the lead role? So some characters have a ability that gives them a bonus when they're in the lead role. It gives a bonus to the entire team. For instance, Hal Jordan gives a shield when you you, you need to get another uh, star on him because you only have him four star currently. But once you unlock his leadership ability, when he's in the leadership role, he gives a shield to the entire team and then eventually will give uh, anti-crit buff. Uh, and what's the other buff he gives? Hate? He can do... Uh... And rage immunity and stun immunity, so he's got a, that. That's a legendary upgrade, but he he gives um, stun immunity just as his regular leadership. Okay, so you, once you get him to five star, he would give a stun immunity just for being leader. Your whole team will start off with that. Uh, Robin has a when you get him to five star, he'll have a leadership ability. Uh, unfortunately, when they're not five star, they don't get the benefit of that leadership ability yet. Uh, but when you get there, you're going to want to try to put those players that have a the characters that have a leadership bonus you're going to want to put them into leadership roles okay hired gun deadshot actually has a leadership he's he's got one of the better leaderships i actually use them a lot in red alerts and in pvp and pve content zatanna has one too doesn't she zatanna has one it's not as good but Um, he does have her five stars so he could be using her and if you're using her on your team you need to put her as leader right now because i think she's the only one that's going to give you a leadership bonus yeah, she's actually a character you probably want to consider taking up. Um, I see you do have four star for Wonder Woman, Princess Thamursa. Yep. She's extremely strong, um, but I don't. I don't know if there's a whole. Well, you can farm her in regular. You missions, can. So, she, so she's one I would seriously consider. Um, I mean, she's one that in the top echelons of PvP, um, everyone still uses. Yeah, so I've been working on her. She's fantastic, and her leadership allows her to use her big fury of zeus power twice if nobody on your team has a debuff so she's she's really good how long has it i mean i if you're uh, 
pay to play and not free to play. Obviously, it's going to take much longer to, to power these guys up to legendary status. But um, at least for you, slow beast, how long uh, would you say on average it's taken for you to get a player up to legendary from the time you you started working on them? Um, in the beginning, it does take a lot longer because you have to finish the the missions and then you know uh, finish all the missions and all the heroic missions. Uh, then once you have all the heroic missions missions unlocked, that's where you can get a lot of shards for a lot of players, and that's you want to be hitting those every time you have the extra uh, energy. You want to try to hit those and collect shards, uh, and then you've you've already seen you've got Power Girl Legendary, uh, Penguin. You've got almost Legendary. So as as you're getting you know Clayface, you're gonna probably end up with him Legendary after this month. Uh, so as you start to build out the roster like that, it becomes easier and easier to get those shards. Um, but it's, it's like a snowball effect in the beginning. It's a lot slower, but once you, once you, uh, as hate was telling you, as you get to the six, or six to eight players that are, you're built up the power on and they can actually pull their weight, uh, you're going to see a big shift and you're going to be able to get a lot more, uh, shards and legendary essence. And you're going to be able to, uh, advance a lot quicker than that. Yeah. And I would recommend, um, if you haven't already caught on to this, is don't spend your gems on shards for characters. Spend your gems on um, upgrading gear and upgrading okay. superpowers. Superpowers are the most expensive, and you can kind of pick and choose certain characters. Some superpowers, it's a big deal to upgrade them, and some superpowers, it's really not that what critical. They, what do they give you? 6,000 gems a month? No. Two, four... A little more than that. I think it's 6,500. Six, yeah, 6,500 gems every month that they give you for free just for logging in every day. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you use them for energy, so you're going to use them for energy so that you can do the missions to build up your, uh, essence. And then once you build up your essence on Sundays, they unlock all the different, um, upgrade events and you're going to want to hit those upgrade events to try to power up a uh, certain individual. Like what hate does is he has a couple of characters that he's going to max out on Sunday and he waits till Sunday to do it. Uh, I tend to do the same thing. I try to max out certain characters on Sundays, so I save up my gems and get my energy on Sundays to do that. Um, so that that seems to be the best way to to handle that. Yeah, you definitely want to do the events every day, to, so you can get them free. So you don't have to spend gems to unlock them. Um, but the the gear is the most important. Taking a character from gear one to gear eleven, but I mean gear seven, eight, nine, ten, they're they're big increases each time. So that's that's where the most critical upgrade it is so if you're going to spend resources spend it on that and never ever ever buy gear from the shop we wanted to talk to you about a serious problem in the world today our podcasters can't afford gems but you can help if you donate just a dollar a month you can continue to fuel this addiction and lend support to their morbid obesity. Patreon.com slash we are legends. Crazy team comps with Ogre Barbarian. Alright, it's time once again for Crazy Team Comps with Ogre Barbarian. And uh, before we get into that real quick, Ogre, I just want to let you know I watched your uh, video with Kimmo taking on the uh, legendary upgrade level 5 by yourself. Like Kemo uh, takes on the world videos. Yeah, that is kind of amazing. <laughs> I am completely sold on Kemo. I am upgrading him currently as we speak. <laughs> I was, 
I'm super nice. impressed. We actually just recorded a session with um, JB, who's a new player, and Slow Beast has gone so far as to recommending Chemo as to an early player now. Oh no. uh okay so this is as an avid fan of camo my personal take on him he's not a beginner friendly character i i could see that there's a lot of nuance you have to know what you're doing or you're gonna get obliterated he is he's he's one of those if you ever play any other kind of game he's one of those characters that you're gonna pick up and most people are gonna be like eh, whatever and then the people that use him are gonna love him and they're gonna just exploit the crap out of him and then just like you're gonna run into him and you're gonna fight him and you're like eh. but the people who use him love him so i mean yeah i was super impressed but all right so uh what team comps did you have here the first one that i wanted to talk about and i've used this one a lot and really like it is the nightwing robin clayface mirror master that is a fun team at least it looks like on paper it, it seems so. really good I, I'm, I'm sure you're thinking you take advantage of uh the invisibility from Clayface and well, the idea here was that pretty much all three of those guys can go invisible on their own, mm-hmm. you know. So and then Nightwing, I think, passes it around also randomly, which is so great. Randomly hit Clayface, then he that's awesome. Exactly. Beautiful. And then you have Mirror Master, who, if you have the upgrade on his two, will also be able to make Clayface invisible while also granting him some shields. Clayface has a really big HP pool, so those shields are going to be pretty hefty. I, so, I use I mean, this team a lot, and um, Nightwing has a 70% chance to cast Invisibility when he uses his basic. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't, I, and I haven't tested it enough to know, but it doesn't seem like Clayface gets the um, taunt from the passive, from, well, excuse me, Nightwing doesn't cast the Invisibility when he's using his um, passive after every turn. I don't think he gets the Invisibility. So. Uh, okay. But it only works when you actually cast it when you cast this basic. But it's still good because he's jumping all over the place attacking, um, <laughs> and then Mirror Master you can cast it on him. It, it, yeah. it's a very solid team. And that was actually another thing when Red Robin comes out, his passive is going to play really nicely with that team. So you could probably swap Robin for Red Robin. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that would work thinking. pretty well. All right, what was the next team you had? The next one he had, um, this is more of a fun team because it's not going to fit in every situation and probably easily countered by a, a full Mystic team, but it's Captain Cold, Clayface, Killer Frost, and Mirror Master. Um, I actually played around with this one too, and that is a fun speed down team. What was your thoughts on this, Ogre? Uh, so, you know, I, I do have a tendency to play more into the fun aspect. And as I've stated before, I love control. These guys all embody that very nicely. They are the epitome of a control slow roll. We're going to chip away at you and you're not going to do anything about it. So that's kind of really all it is, is just stack the speed downs. Clayface with his uh, AOE can trigger Mirror Master's passive out the gate. So, I mean, you're going to have some damage at least. Then you have Killer Frost using her stun on those mystics, hopefully. To, to keep them out of the fray for a little while, and then you have or, uh, Captain Cold's chance to stun on his basic if they have enough speed downs. So you're going to be throwing speed downs everywhere, so hopefully he'll get a couple of stuns off. It actually does work okay against Mystics. I mean, as long as it isn't a, a super heavy Mystic team with Wonder Woman POT as the lead, you, you actually can stand up just because of the slows yeah. and stunts. Yeah, it keeps Wonder, Woman is, Wonder Woman POT is going to be your nightmare because she just doesn't care about debuffs. Mm-hmm. And she's 
always going to be that problem for those kind of teams that just want to spread the debuffs like bleeds or speed downs. So well, it seems like a fun little team. Uh, and what yeah. was the last team you had here? And the last one was um, Captain Cold, Solomon Grundy, Lobo, and Clayface. And this isn't Baby Lobo. This is Daddy Lobo. I see that. Ogre definitely has yeah. Daddy Lobo. I have I have made a point to get Daddy Lobo because he actually does a lot of tanking. The dude can take a hit. <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing is, when he takes that kind of a hit and he stands back up and he didn't have to revive, you still get your three points or, or your six points or whatever from PvP. That's nice. So, you know, I mean, the idea was all three of those guys can tank really, really well. And then you have Captain Cold who just says, I'm going to basic attack you because you hit one of my guys. Right. So keep slowing you down. Exactly. So the idea was that, you know, eventually you're just going to wear down the opponent again because all three of those guys taunt really well and you cover all three affinities. So it's not like you're worried about one guy just taking the beating over and over. All three of those guys take it really well. And two of them have a revive. One of them has a cheat death. So they're not likely to go down very quickly. I, I tested that team out. Um, it worked okay. The, my problem is, is that ever since Captain Cold, I like Captain Cold a lot at gear 10, but at gear 11, I'm not as big of a fan of him. He doesn't seem, he doesn't pack enough of a punch and his slows aren't quite enough. Um, and he's a little bit squishier than he, you would think. So he tends to go down a little too fast for my taste. Um, I played with him for a little while. I ended up swapping him out for Ares with this team, and that team wrecked face. It was such a good team. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine Ares is actually a really good fit. Yeah, that actually yeah. was Grundy, too. That's not bad. I've been playing the same team, but I swapped out. Um, well, I, I'd been running a different version of this team with um, Ares, Clayface, doomsday and bane and that team is so good that was alexi's comp that he had posted on the um uh, he posted a similar comp to that on the official in-game forums and um that team's so much fun it's just a big meat shield team and i was able to actually run that on auto um you'll you'll see if you're watching the youtube version of this you'll see see that team even against deathstroke teams i could run it on auto and i would lose aries occasionally but everybody else would usually survive yeah there's they're really hard to take down, and I can only imagine that Bane with 10 agility ups is going to be insane. Oh, right. <laughs> he's impossible. I mean, he just keeps getting buffed, and then same thing with Doomsday, because he's using Devastator on turn one. Yeah. It, it's a good yeah. That's good a good, that's a good uh, combo to point out, is that Devastator on turn one with Clayface by himself. Yeah. You know, so... And I even uh, upgraded Firestorm, and he can use his either shield buff or attack on turn one as well. It wasn't quite as potent as Doomsday for whatever reason, but it's having that agility up for two turns whenever it's max, the superpowers at full max, is is ridiculous. Yeah. So the difference between Doomsday and Firestorm, Firestorm's AoE, well, one, it's an AoE, uh, but Devastator is a heavy damage, and I do mean heavy it will hit hard regardless. Yeah, I one shot any brought in... that don't have um, death immunity, usually. Yeah, I've, I've brought in my gear 10 Doomsday and one shot gear 11 Huntresses all day long hmm. with Devastator. So, like, just messing around, I brought Hippolyta at, like, gear 9, Doomsday, Cheetah, and then I forget who else I brought. I think it was World's Race Detective Batman. But I just started stacking all the buffs, and then Doomsday devastated her, and she took like 35,000 damage or something. I was just yeah. like, well, that works. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun in Doomsday, especially paired with Clayface. Yeah, it seems like a really good, 
really good combination there because Duda just needs that one or two turns to kind of ramp up. Clayface gives it to him. So, all right. And next question we had for you that we wanted to talk to you about was your visit to Warner Brothers Studios tomorrow. The, um, I guess the, the offshoot that creates DC Seventh, Legends. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am on my way tomorrow morning to San Francisco to hang out with the uh, WB Games Studio devs and everybody else. So I'm real excited. I, I have no words really to describe the elation that I feel right now. <laughs> I am very anticipating jealous. Everything. If I didn't live all the way in Florida, I'm super. Would, uh, I'm super right? jelly as well. <laughs> well, that's the one thing about living two hours away. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, hopefully, hopefully you find out some information that you're allowed to talk about. Um, yeah, I've, no, I'm going to find out lots of information. It's just whether or not I'll be able to talk about it, obviously. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll definitely have to hopeful. have you on next week to talk about it. We're going to drag everything yeah. we can out of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Interrogation session will begin. Hey, now, I was in the military, so... <laughs> all right well we appreciate it i know over. how to phrase things where i don't actually say anything so <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna give us your uh, name rank and uh, number yeah, <laughs> <Something like> that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we appreciate your time once again ogre thanks man we'll be uh, looking forward guys. to hearing from you yeah have a good one all right you too have a good one do you like the show? Consider becoming a patron and get a special show each month, our special Q&A episode. It's only a dollar to have access to this. Check it out at patreon.com. We are our legends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> You're not going to say anything? We are legends.